Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement Podcast. On this show, I interview people from all over the world, and sometimes I feel spirit-led to talk about topics to help inspire you, encourage you, and hopefully get you to take a little action to live in the life of your dreams. This is my second recording today. I'm feeling lots of inspiration from the creator. Uh, Put a little nudge on my heart and said, you need to talk about the ultimate concern. So uh, I I don't claim to be a theologian. Yes, I did launch a, a ministry in 2021. That was that was because the creator told me to do it. I still fumble, I still make lots of mistakes, and I don't know everything. None of us do. I did, however, take a intro to theology class, I think was the title, my freshman year in college. This was the fall of 2004, so a little while ago. And we had probably six or seven books as a part of this this class that we were to read. And one of those books was, I believe, titled The Ultimate Concern by Paul Tillich. And that's, uh, I think, T-I-L-L-I-C-H. Extremely high-level thinker. Um, To be completely frank, I hated reading it. (laughs) And I I hate to even say that out loud, but I I am always authentic uh, in my content. And I had to struggle through it. It took me... A long time to understand and comprehend it because my my areas of genius were music and bringing people together uh, here I'm popping in at my house with an edit because I said on the original version something else that's not actually true so here we go back to the story not theology I was thinking I grew up in the church my whole upbringing I was every Sunday we were at church and I was in the choir and all that I said this class will be easy no it was not um that book was just a mouthful of information that I, I wasn't ready to read it. I think it was way above my reading comprehension level, but I'm glad that it challenged me. And we had a guest lecturer towards the end of the semester that covered for the class. Um, our instructor was somewhere else. I can't remember why she wasn't there, but um, the head of the theology department came in and gave us their breakdown of this, this Paul Tillich guy. And I remembered him because he was comical and he was honest with us. He's like, did anybody read this? And like, you know, of course everybody's hands go up because we don't want to say we didn't read the assigned reading, right? But he's like... Well, if you didn't understand it, I'm right there with you. And we all started laughing because he explained, he's like, this Paul guy is not easy to understand. He's like, I've been, I've been studying for a long time theology. But he said, I want to I try and break down and make it super simple for you to understand. And I believe the creator of the universe desires for me to talk about this specifically right now not just from a theological, theological, however you say that, um, perspective, but also from a perspective of understanding that you can, good morning, understanding that you can have morning passions 
and projects and be good in certain areas and have interests, um, beginner level interests in other areas and have a love for your family and your faith and do really good at your job and all kinds of things. And ultimately, if you put your faith, F-A-I-T-H, in someone or something that could fail you, because we are humans, we are fallible creatures. Animals are fallible creatures, right? Because we have a life, a birth, and we have a death, right, Um, physically. And when he said it like that, he's like, you could put your faith, your ultimate concern in a toothbrush. But ultimately, if you brush your teeth too many times, the bristles are going to wear down. If if you drop it in the toilet, you're probably not going to want to use it ever again, right? It's going to fail you. Just recognize and understand that if you do put your ultimate concern in another object, implement, or human being, that they might not be available to help you in your time of need, to have backup plans, to have support systems in place, to have various interests. If you, for example, if you're like me and you love to sing and you've been singing since you were a little kid, but maybe you contracted some sickness or you had nodes on your throat and it's painful for you to sing now. I have a dear friend I've known since high school that is going through that right now and doesn't want to sing because they are fearful that they will lose their vocal cords entirely and they're not sure if they want to do the surgery or not because if they do the surgery and the surgeon does not do it well, they won't be able to speak for the rest of their life and they're the same age as me. I'm in my 30s. Imagine if you lived to your 80s and you did not have a voice. That's a huge level of stress that friend is under. So I I respect where they're at. And we've been talking about throughout the last couple of years since it was brought to my attention, other areas of interest. And I'm proud to say that they have started a new career path, a new entrepreneurial career path. So they're not limited by one area of genius that they were designed for. You can learn new skills and you can create new paths of interest and passion. Uh, We were chatting specifically about a famous musician, Judy Garland, because um, she did have, I wanna say she did have the surgery and the surgeon didn't perform it well. That surgeon probably lost their license after that because everybody knows Judy Garland. If you don't know Judy Garland, somewhere, over the rainbow. Yeah, that's that's Judy Garland. And she had to create a new career path for herself because, well, she didn't have to. I'm sure she had enough money and brand respect that she probably didn't have to do any sort of work. But as a human being, if you are a, dr- a driven human being that you desire to add value to the world, you want to continue helping. But you might have to shift a career path. You might have to shift your focus and recognize that if you put your ultimate concern in one box, in one area, and you put your whole being and everything in that one area, 
then it might fail you. So be easy on yourself. And I think that is why I have so many different passion categories of things that I love to bring to the table and projects that I love to work on um, because of the fact that I am extremely creative. I come from a creative family. I come from also a hardworking family. My, my, uh, both my parents worked extremely hard. Mom was more musically inclined and family-oriented, and Dad was uh, taught us work ethic and being spiritually focused Uh, the combination of those two things and their encouragement to not force me to be a certain way but allowing me to grow into the human being that I was supposed to grow into that you guys know me as today I have learned to not take it personally if I've had to shift career paths and I've had to do that a lot not by my own choice. The last few years I have made some choices because I was so fed up with how I was being disrespected in the workplace or a variety of things. Um, After getting a master's degree and you work five part-time jobs and you still can't pay your student loan debt off because your income level is below the poverty level but they don't consider your your student loans as a part of your (laughs) debt. Uh, That was back in 2012. I'm sure they've changed the laws since then. Your ultimate concern, wherever you lean your focus and your faith, if it's not in something greater than this world, it will fail you. And I say that to not make you feel hopeless, but I say that to get you thinking greater possibilities, strategy, planning, forethought. If you have a plan to go do something with a friend, and they last minute cancel on you. Are you gonna cut off that friendship to that person? Or are you gonna see who else you can hang out with and and check in on that friend morning and see if they're doing okay? Because if they change their behavior all of a sudden, they might be going through something hard if that's out of their character to cancel on you. Your ultimate concern can vary in severity, right? If you put your faith in your spouse and they are a part of the military and their income is helping to take care of the family while they are deployed overseas and then they are, I hate to be straight with you, you might wanna pause it if you got kids in the room, maybe they get killed It happens. That's real life. Now, I don't know all the details of which it goes through the channels if your husband is active duty or your wife, your significant other that you're legally partnered with, if they are active duty and then they die in the line of duty. I don't know the money factor, but I imagine it won't be exactly the same. It'll probably be a percentage. And if it is exactly the same, hey, that's great. But now you have to deal with parenting as a single parent. What are you going to do in that situation? Are you going to blame the government? Are you going to blame the world? Sure, you can, right? And that's all a part of grief, right? Is like anger is a, uh, one of the five stages of grief or uh, whatnot. 
but what are you ultimately going to focus on when you're ready, when you're, when you're through the process of grief? How can you strategize? How can you create healthy plans to get yourself whatever help you need? Maybe it's getting a sitter a couple times a week so that you can take that art class you've been dying to take. Or maybe it's taking that grief class at your local uh, church or therapy group therapy class and grief share. Uh, my, my dad's best friend was telling me when his wife passed, and if you listen to the episode right before this one on heart health, that's the woman that had the open heart surgery, my dad's best friend's wife. She passed, my dad passed in October, the following July, beginning of July, I want to say she passed, so not even a full year later. Um, my mom lost her husband and her best friend. That's a lot to take in. I had recognized within my own family that the signs of PTSD and whatnot because of the training and the studying that I've had, but also because I care, right? That's my parents. That's my community members. I hope when I share things with you and get authentic and real that you can take it to heart in your family and hopefully do something different in your family. Um, Mom loves singing as well. And she had stopped, completely 100% stopped singing and said that she was taking a lady to the church. Now, granted, she was definitely taking someone to the church that wasn't able to drive, but she was allowing other circumstances to dictate the fact that she was not wanting to be in a place of joy anymore. It's called self-punishing, and it is a part, it is a natural process of PTSD. It is a huge warning sign of PTSD. I had done the same thing when I was in college and dropped out of my jazz choir after experiencing rape because I didn't want anyone to know what happened and I knew I couldn't fix my own thought patterns. And the therapist at school said I would get kicked out of college if I shared my thought patterns. So I had to figure out my own way. So I stopped singing for a while too, but I got back in it because my friend's dad, John, encouraged me to go to an open mic and I had written a song and sang it, and then, and then he helped connect me to a little jazz group. And that's how I got back into music, and it healed me, and it helped provide for entertainment in the local restaurants around the state of Washington. Super grateful for the people in my community to step up. And so I did the same thing when Dad passed. And we had, I was working at the psych hospital where, where I created Move Happy. I should say we because it was a team effort uh, and four other therapy programs, three, three total group and two one-on-one customized programs. Um, in addition to that, in 12 months, um, also was the host of the first ever psychiatric hospital to be a part of the International Day of Happiness. It's on every calendar in the world. A part of that experience, we wanted to make sure it was a fun, memorable one. And so I asked my mom if she and my aunt, because they had been singing together for decades, would come and do a music set at 
the hospital. My boss had okayed it. And I said, they do this all the time in assisted living facilities. And my boss had already had me during the Christmas season. She had asked me to sing carols for the patients. So she had already been pimping me out (laughs) for my music services. So pardon my French. um, Because I didn't get paid any extra. And I I didn't care because I loved it. It was fun to sing at my job during the workday. Like, hello, that's so cool. So I wanted my mom to be able to do something too because I knew that it would make her feel better. And I knew that the patients would respect seeing a little bit of my family because a lot of them didn't have good, healthy families that they came from. And I thought that it would be fun for them. So, and healing for my mom and my aunt because my aunt was my dad's sister. So like everybody was grieving, right? So they did, they prepared it. And I got the permission from our CEO because I invited her to it. And then she invited the PR person for the state of Washington for all state employees. This, the PR person and I are chatting and, and collaborating. And she want, she showed up to the event like March 23rd or somewhere around there. And my boss let me take the lead on it. And she's like, I just don't want you to do all this. It seems like it's like a big old thing. And I was like, no, I'm just going to write a spreadsheet of all of the needs that we have for the different room activities and then ask people to sign up for what their areas of, you know, genius are or how they can help out. She's like, oh, that sounds easy. I was like, yeah, that's like, I'm the facilitator. I don't care. It doesn't have to be perfect. I was like, I just want to do something fun for the patients. And we got a couple of free boxes of bracelets that said happy acts. And it was, it was really cool. It was such a neat experience. And ultimately, my concern was to help improve my mom's mood, help improve the mood of the patients, and help do something kind at my workplace. I was not expecting to have anything back in return. I loved my job. I loved my boss, I loved my patients, like, and I say platonic love, like I respected everyone because they treated me with dignity during the year that I was grieving the loss of my father and helped me, (laughs) telling me about promotions that I should apply for and, you know, everybody was helping me out. So, (laughs) um, at the end, I get my photo taken and she says, the PR person says, well, we want to take your photo because you led this, you facilitated this. And I was like, no, we, we did this as a team. Can we do like a group photo? She's like, we'll do a group photo too. But, um, in the newsletter, we're going to have your face and then we'll have all of the contributors names listed in it. Can you make sure you get all their names spelled correctly for me? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Um, I still wanted them to be in the photo, but she had to make the decision of who the leader was going to be for the event. And then um, everyone in the entire state was emailed the newsletter because it was positive PR for a psych hospital. And they wanted everyone in the whole state that works for the state in some capacity, teachers, um, you know, any state workers in the government (laughs) and uh, we looked it up 
recently, I want to say in the last year, I'm not sure how many employees there were back in the 2016, 2017 year from, I was there from, I think August or September, somewhere around there, uh, to the following year. Um, the stats this year, 119,000 employees. One kind act orchestrating something that was easy for me to orchestrate during the work day and outside of work hours because I had a boss that supported me and believed in me. Um, then 119,000 people got to see it. I was not planning on my face showing up everywhere in it, people's inboxes, whether they opened the email or not still. I mean, that's pretty freaking cool. But I don't care about the cool factor. Um, I listened to a leader in the direct sales company that I was a part of outside of work hours. And he and his um, president were partnered up with their nonprofit arm because they're smart about positive psychology and they do active research in what helps to make people better. And they, they continually kept the same message every time. Happiness is the precursor to success. It's not success first. It's do what you love. The money will come, which was the same message I heard in high school from my choir teacher, Mr. Krauss. When you get around people that do what they love and lead by example, that is the kind of ultimate concern that can help lift you up higher because they will teach you strategies of how to move around blocks and walls when people try to prevent you from getting to your desired destination. I hope that this encourages you. If you are in a place right now where you're dissatisfied with your job or you're dissatisfied with your relationship or you're dissatisfied with your health, whatever it might be for you, if there's something that you can change within yourself and improve within yourself, do it. Even if it's just some small thing, like maybe you're not working out at all and you'd like to start moving your body more because you know that it makes you feel better. Maybe start doing like 10 minutes a day and then add more as you go. Maybe you're arguing with your significant other often and it's draining you at your job because maybe they're texting you and calling you constantly and you're supposed to be focused at your job but you're reaching out to them and interrupting their, their work pattern and so now it's affecting their job and at home stress. I know um, when I worked at the post office briefly, one of our directors of our location was getting phone calls all the time from their spouse because they had a child with disabilities. And the year prior, he was working a lot remotely from home and was able to help out more. So he was dealing with, I think, the adjustment. His wife was struggling with dealing with an adult child with violent tendencies in the home, perhaps. Or some, some, there was some reason. I don't know the full story. You'd have to ask them. But uh, imagine how much more work this particular person could have accomplished 
at the job if they weren't constantly having to answer the phone for their spouse. So you might have to set some healthy boundaries of what is a 911 emergency from your significant other during the workday. It wasn't that long ago when we didn't have cell phones at all. <laughs> and I was a part of that uh, part of history. Because I got my first one, my friend taught me to negotiate when I was 14, my friend Annalise. She said, well, if you could pay for your phone bill, I'm sure your dad would let you get one. Because we, all of us kids, we wanted to be able to communicate with each other, right? Because, like, your friends, your friendships are the most important thing when you're in school, right? It's not, <laughs> well, of course grades are important, but your social health is the strongest predictor of your happiness and all parents want their kids to be happy. So before, before 14, did not have a cell phone. And it was not a smartphone back then. It was a, I think it was a Nokia, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, or a Quest. That might have been the first one <laughs> long time ago. Anyways, if you put your ultimate concern in someone or something that can fail you, just recognize and give them grace that they might mess up. And if you give people grace, guess what? That comes back to you. If you're kind to others, that comes back to you. It might not come back to you from that particular person. Speak your needs, raise your standards, know your value. You might have to walk away from people that disrespect you. And if you're changing how you behave and act, recognize that there's going to be a change in other people as well. And they'll either love it and, and stick with you harder and, and have a deeper, closer relationship with you, or they'll walk away. Well, bye. If they walk away, they weren't meant to be in your life. But it doesn't mean you have to hate them. You just love them from a distance, right? And you move on, you move forward. All right, I hope this has been helpful for you guys. Um, I'm still, I'm walking in the woods still. I'm getting, this is a second episode, but uh, two in one day. So I'm just definitely getting inspired through the creator. And um, I will get the downloads once I get to my house. Now keep in mind, I haven't released either episode yet. So this one, I'm probably gonna wait a few days to check the downloads so I can give it a minute for the other one to uh, be released first so that I can see if there's any more downloads from the earlier one I did today. So, all right, I love you guys. Do something for yourself today, even if it's just 10 minutes, to get yourself in a happier state of mind. I promise you, it will benefit everyone around you, including yourself. All right. All right, if you learned anything from this episode if we added any value to you today it would mean the world if you would share it with someone you care about and especially if you've got any college age friends or children or grandchildren that are in college right now I imagine that they might get some use out of this episode uh, since this was a time in my life when I was in college and uh, you can tag us on social media which will help build the brand presence and build our goal is to help empower uh, the world, everyone that uh, is going through a hard season or is diagnosed with 
uh, you know, clinical uh, depression. Uh, wherever you're at in that spectrum, um, you could have a, a great day, you could have an absolutely terrible day. Our hope is that we make it a little bit better by the end of each episode. And if we helped to make your day better, maybe you can share it with someone else and help their day get a little bit better. Uh, if you do want to share it on social media, you can tag us on Instagram, Facebook, which is going to turn into Meta soon, and um, TikTok. They're all the same handle, the little at sign, the real move happy. That's T-H-E-R-E-A-L-M-O-V-E-H-A-P-P-Y on Twitter. Move happy team. That's T-E-A-M on Snapchat, the move happy on Gitter. You can tag the Move Happy handle, although I haven't gotten control back yet from whoever remotely removed me off the platform. Uh, there is the nonprofit arm of Move Happy for our veterans and first responders, which is Erin Nicole Ministries. That's E R I N N I C O L E M I N I S T R I E S. And that is the Gitter app, G E T T R. Uh, if you lean to the right in your politics, I don't lean either way. I support my husband and I support all people. Uh, we lead with light. We lead with what the creator desires for us and our family and for others. And we believe and see value in all faith systems, in all political systems, in all ages, all socioeconomic status, etc. Uh, however, a lot of my uh, followers, a lot of the content resonates with people on the right side. Uh, so take it take it with a grain of salt however you want to take it uh, LinkedIn you can tag us on the move happy page move dash happy and my professional page as well if you want to tag me Aaron Nicole you'll see my face on there and I think that's it. oh twitch you can tag us on move happy as well if you're doing some live streams or you could give us a shout out I haven't done too much on twitch so I'm still learning that one um, if you're a big gamer and you're into mental health uh, and you want to do a collaboration, reach out. Um, I'd love to learn more about Twitch and see if there's a way to do a, a partnership with, with some gamers and whatnot. Because we do have a huge amount of people in the world, especially men, which are my main population to help support. And since men typically don't talk about their mental health concerns and it's not socially supported, um, we're starting to make waves with that and, and changes with that. Uh, but we also see a, a connection with a lot of video gamers being of the masculine gender. Not all video gamers are men and masculine. Um, however, the stats are pretty staggering. If you look it up online, it's like in the 90 plus percent. So, anywho, uh, thank you guys so much for considering sharing the brand. And as a thank you from my family to yours, we've got a fun listening room competition. Uh, once we get to 10 thousand downloads of this show that's our first tiered listening room experience it's a very intimate setting private invite only for those that are consistently sharing the brand consistently tagging us on social media writing reviews on itunes helping us to keep our ranking in the top 10 percent across all categories of all podcast shows thank you thank you so much for doing that and helping to make this brand matter in the world um, and helping us, demonstrating to us that you're taking action in your communities in some capacity. So we wanna honor you with 
first to the market music before it's released um, because I love to sing and I love to hang with people that love to sing and perform and entertain and provide good quality music. So once we get to 10,000 downloads, that'll be our first invite listening room experience. Um, they do that in the music industry. It's a very hush-hush private thing. I learned about it from my brother because he got to be invited when I was in college, um, not my freshman year, I wanna say my sophomore or junior year, he had just moved across the country to pursue music full time. And within a year or two of pursuing and being laser focused in with it, while also working to pay his bills, he was invited to a private listening room experience and Beyonce was in the room. There were other people in there as well, but that was the one he pointed out to me because he knew that she was my number two favorite singer of all time. And I love a lot of singers, but uh, he knows how loyal I am and I'm committed to those professional musicians that have helped shape me uh, from my upbringing and whatnot. So I want to do something similar for you, uh, from my family to yours. We want to honor you and release our music first to those of you that are helping to build this brand and make this thing, this move happy movement around the world possible. And the fun thing about the listening room experience is it's ongoing, right? So once we get to 10,000 downloads, if you like that experience, I imagine if you hear some music and you get to meet some other of my musician friends, uh, I imagine that you're gonna wanna keep sharing and keep spreading the news because it's gonna be something fun that you get to be a part of for free. All you have to do is help us share this brand. So shout out to all of those people in our lives that have shared these ideas with us. And this is just something fun from our heart to your heart and for us to all do good and do better things in the world to bring more love and light. So. Our downloads are available 24-7, themovehappy.podbean.com. You can check the exact status from any time zone anywhere in the world, and that helps us to stay accountable as well. We do not pay for any fake download bots. Uh, we do not, at this time, pay for any advertisers, or anything like that. Uh, this is you helping us to build out this brand and this show, and we want to keep it as authentic as possible. Um, we might in the future have sponsored products in the episode. Um, I'm praying on that. Uh, my family and I were praying on that because we only lead and move in the direction that the creator desires for us. And that's something that if you're an entrepreneur as well, you get to decide that for your family also. So I'm super excited. I'm not saying the specific number of downloads yet because I just finished recording the episode from earlier today. And I'm gonna wait a few days and I'm gonna put it in the comments in the promotional post. So if you're listening to this, you gotta go to one of our social media channels and look at the copy on social media to see exactly where we're at as far as the downloads. And if you comment specifically on the distribution website, that'll let us know that you 
follow the directions and that you're interested in being a part of the competition. Uh, some people were interested in the beginning and kind of fell through the wayside. Um, I've experienced a lot of things in my business, digital attacks in the last couple years that's still ongoing. It's an ongoing investigation with our government leaders and it's prevented some of the growth that we could have experienced, but we're not we're not angry, we're not uh, regretting anything, we're being real with you in that um, we're happy and satisfied and we're ready to take it to the next level with you. And we're no longer hiding any truths from other people in their choices uh, so that we could be real with you and, and let you know why it's taken a little bit longer for us to get to that first level listening experience. I imagine it's going to grow gonna grow how it's supposed to grow we'll just put it that way all right thanks guys don't forget to tell someone you love them today and we'll see you next time